Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, everyone. Happy Monday. Uh, it's Maintenance Monday, or this is when I pop into the maintenance group and talk about maintenance. So if you got any questions, uh, load them up. I'm just getting my iPad set up at the moment. How was your weekend? How are you feeling about things? I was just in the group reading over some of your comments. Hang on one. First thing I want to do is say happy birthday to Dorothy Freeland. Uh, she posted that today's the last day in her 50s, which means she's turning 60. Um, first of all, happy birthday. Second of all, I just love that you're heading into this new decade of life and just feeling your best. Like what is better than that? I'm turning 50, um, in the next couple of weeks. And, uh, in one sense, I'm like, Oh man, I can't believe I'm turning 50. And then another, like I'm excited to where I'm at in our lives. And, you know, as we get older, I'd have to say every day I'm thinking about health and life and living. And especially as I hear more and more people really suffering with the health issues, you know, that they're having. Um, it's, uh, this, you know, it feels good to feel good. And even more than that, it feels good to know that you're doing everything you can possibly do to actually be your healthiest. You know what I mean? It's just definitely something we think about, um, as we get older. I just had a friend's friend diagnosed with cancer the other day. So many people I know have had cancer, dealing with cancer, um, passed from cancer. Man, it's scary stuff getting older. You know, so how many times we've we been to the doctor and been like, you know, what are the things that I need to do? Like they tell you, you need to do this, you need to do that. You need to, you know, get healthier. You need to this, whatever. And we walk away and don't do anything about anything. And that's what's so exciting about the way that you've gone about and lost your weight is that you've done the work. You've done the work to lose weight in a healthy way. And here you are physically, mentally, in just such a better place. Um, my, my, um, my, my iPad doesn't seem to be working very much. Uh, my first live in the maintenance group. Okay. So at least I can see some, hopefully give me some likes. If you guys can hear me, see me, if I'm uh, moving and grooving here. So hi, Julie, welcome to the maintenance group. We have a lot of new people added to the group. Um, I've just got back myself. I was away sort of in between groups, getting married and whatnot. I do want to talk about, if you've got any questions, load them up. I do want to talk about those four stages of finally and forever. Remind you that, that there's a whole maintenance guide in the maintenance group. So if ever you want to review the actual information on maintenance, it's there. Plus you still have access to your app. So after you complete the 91 days of the program, the app turns into a general tracker that you can continue to use. So if you still want to track your sleep and your movements or anything you want to track, you can continue to do that. You also have updates in the app as well. So whenever we make an update to the app, you also get those updates. You also get those recipes. We're going to be adding a whack more of recipes to the recipe guide. You have the exercises that are in the exercise guide uh, in the app. And there's also a maintenance guide in the app as well. And we're working on kind of fine tuning and leveling up the information in terms of maintenance. But that is sort of where this program is different. Um, and this group is different is that it doesn't have the structure, the day-to-day guidance in maintenance that you had in the weight loss group. 
but there's still a lot of structure to it. So four stages of finally end forever, right? The, the first one is losing your weight. So you've lost your weight and now you're ready for maintenance. And that's where you want to put time into solidifying your weight. So you do this by either repeating the program again, which I know some of you are actually doing right now. You're in the spring summer group or by personalizing the plan, right? And then once you put a couple months into making your new weight, your new norm, this is where you really want to minimize any indulgences. You really just want to allow the body to just function at its new weight, you know, continue to make choices that make you feel good, right? Level up, you know, continue to work on the mental stuff that you're working on, even though you've lost your weight and you're no longer looking to lose more. And then there's testing the waters. And this is now where you can, this is where if you were repeating the program again to solidify your weight, you're now personalizing the plan to test the waters, right? You're moving into that stage. And this is where you're starting to, you know, maybe add the more bread and pasta back in, indulge a little bit more, not be as mindful, you know, and just kind of starting to live your life, maybe not weighing yourself and, and doing all those things, right? Just kind of like getting to really recognize what maintenance looks like and feels like to what's normal in terms of your fluctuations and whatnot. And then this is where you can still ask the four questions when it comes to you're still working on leveling up, right? All those mind-body connections and being in tune with yourself. And then there's that that go on, live your life, not really think about it because it's so second nature, what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat. You're just trusting that. Like whenever I go and eat something, I'm not asking myself four questions. I already know. Like our, yesterday we were having leftovers. God, we ordered Tony and I we were just done from our week. We got back and it's been a busy week. And um, so we were just kind of left. We were like ordering like crazy on the weekend. So we had like lobster one night and we had, then we had like jerk chicken for lunch the day before. So we had these amazing leftovers on Sunday. And so he made me up this plate of food and he put it in front of me. And I'm like, that is way too much food. It was like so much food. And he's like, well, you don't have to eat all of it. And I was just like, I already knew. I was like, I'm going to eat most of it. Like I, like it, it, that happens within seconds. And of course I ate way too much. But I already knew before I even ate it that I was going to eat way too much because although I knew it was way too much, I also knew it was going to be really good in which it was so good. As I'm eating it, I'm like, this is way too much food. I'm like, this is way too much food. And he's like, I know this is way too much food. And I'm like, I don't care. It's so good. And he's like, isn't it so good? And it was just so good. So, you know, so I didn't, I didn't have to ask the, any of those four questions to know it was going to be too much. <laughs> I already knew and I knew what it's going to over going to do. So that's just like second nature. You've asked the four questions so many times. You're so in tune with yourself that it's just like, you just know what you need, when to eat, what to eat and how much to eat. And so that is, you know, that's the end game on where, where you're going to get to. Now, some of you are, um, you're working at a variety of different stages and some of you have been in maintenance for a while and have decided that you want to go back for more. So I want to talk about that today. So you, what you don't want to do is like get caught in between maintaining and then wanting to lose. So you're kind of maintaining when it's like you're maintaining when, you know, you want to indulge and you whatever. It's okay. I'm maintaining, but then you get on the scale every day and what you really want to do is lose a few more. So you have to decide, are you going for more? And there's nothing wrong with going for more. You want to go for more, go for more. It happens all the time. People spend time solidifying their weight. They're in maintenance. They're happy. And then they realize, you know what? I think I could go for more. Awesome. Only you know what it feels like to live in your body. You want to go for more. You want to go for more. You don't want to mess around with it. So you are either repeating the program again, which is super effective, 
or you are personalizing the plan and you are personalizing the plan with the intention to lose. There's a big difference between personalizing the plan to maintain and personalizing the plan to lose. Personalizing the plan to lose, you are doing all things. You're maximizing day in, day out. You are on a mission to, to, to lose weight. That's what you are doing. Whether it's when you're on a mission to maintain your weight, it's totally different. Physically, mentally, totally different, right? similar process with personalizing the plan, but different intentions. And it's all about that intention. So if you want to lose more, you have to be in. So, so going for more seems harder this time around. Okay. So let's talk about that. This is no different than fresh eyes, right? So you've heard us talk about fresh eyes in the, in the weight loss group. So first time around real physical experience, second time around more mental experience. You absolutely have the advantage. You know what you need to do. It should be a lot easier, but a lot of times we get in our own way. When we were successful, we know we can do it. We're not as diligent. We assume that we know what we're doing and what works best for us. So we're, we're not as, we're not as diligent on certain weeks that we perceive didn't work for us as well. So we're assuming that we know what our body needs when you're bringing a whole new body to the table. You know, you can do this or you're letting a few more bites and bits in. Like I said, you're not as diligent. You, you got lots of time. You, you don't have the same desire to, to reach your goal because you feel great. Look what you've already done. You feel pretty good. Yes, you have more to lose, but you also look what you've done. So. Each time around presents a different set of issues to work through and each, each round unravels layers, layers and layers and layers of issues and associations uh, to food and to your beliefs and your habits, right? So, so what makes it harder this time around? It could be the season. Right. Different times of year. So like winter time is hard for people. The days are shorter, not as much time in their day. They're, you know, they're darker. Their vitamin D levels drop. They're, do you know what I mean? So you, maybe you're an accountant and this is a very busy time for you right now because people's taxes are due. So this is a particularly stressful time. Maybe something, maybe you've had a, a family member pass away and this is a, you know, very emotional time of year for you. Right. So you got to factor in your environment your situation, what you're dealing with and where you're at, like, what is it that making harder for you to lose? Because you know what you need to do. You should be able to jump in, take advantage, be all over that. You maximize your efforts. Your body doesn't, your body doesn't want any extra fat. If you're carrying excess fat, your body wants it gone. So you have to decide why is it, why is it harder for you or feel like it's harder this time around? Chances are it's you. You're making, you're making it harder, not your physical body. You are making it harder or you're perceiving that it's harder. Maybe you believe that the last few pounds are hard to lose because in every other diet that you've done, it feels like more of a fight. Every time you try to lose those last few pounds, it gets hard. How much, you know, less can you eat? How much more can you exercise? And you're forcing your body to drop those last few pounds. It seems so hard. So in your mind, the last few pounds are hard. Right. So maybe you're falling back into old diet mentality. Maybe you're not eating enough. Maybe you're pulling back. Maybe you're skipping meals and snacks. Maybe you are, do you know what I mean? Maybe you're going back into that old diet mentality, or maybe you just believe it's harder when the reality is you're not doing the things that you need to do or, or lining up, right? To, to get this job done. Maybe you're half-assing it. Maybe you're like, you know, having your cake and eat it too. Like, I don't know. Right. So this is for at this point, here's what I do know is with where you are at, you should know, you should know exactly what's going on. Now, maybe you have, have underlying health issues that you don't know about. Right. I, I keep talking about this. Um, last fall, my weight kept creeping up. I didn't feel good. My digestion was off. And I just thought, Oh my, I, everyone kept telling me you're, you're turning 50. It's hormones. It's normal. And I'm just like, yeah, but no, I know what I need to do. So I was doing the things. The things weren't helping me because I had, I had a, I had an infection 
infection that my body was dealing with. I had to take two courses of hardcore antibiotics. So all of the doing all the things wasn't helping me because that's not what I needed to do. I needed to get my ass to the doctor and get some tests done because I was actually dealing with something else that I need medical intervention. So this is where you need to ask yourself, why is it harder? What's going on? What do I need to do? What am I not doing? A lot of times too, after people do the program, they maintain, they want to go back for more. Or if you find yourself indulging, right? And and you're trying to get back on track, you're just looking at the food, but I'm eating the food, I'm drinking the water, I'm doing the things, but you're not managing your stress, you're not managing your sleep, you're not moving your body, you're not doing any of those other things. You just think, well, just doing the food should do it. Meanwhile, you're getting crappy sleep. Do you know what I mean? You're Maybe you were taking digestive bitters before. Maybe you're taking omega-3 before to off- offset your stress and it was actually making you feel really good. Or maybe you were taking magnesium while you were losing, but now that you're not needing to lose anymore, you've been in maintenance, you're not taking magnesium and you're magnesium deficient, which on the most basic level prevents your body from working at optimal levels. Do you know what I mean? So things like this that we don't factor in, right? Like we live very stressful lives. So the need to take care of ourselves and prioritize ourselves is constant. It's constant. So why, why is it so much harder for you this time around? Right. That's what you got to figure out. Hi, Laura. Uh, hi, everyone. I've been maintaining my weight for almost a year, but join the spring summer session to level up my mindfulness and perhaps go for a few more pounds. Okay. Perhaps or going. This is what I mean. You need to don't, it's not wishful thinking. You can lose this weight if you want to lose the weight and have the weight to lose. So what you don't want to do is get into the, I'm doing it for this, but I would love to lose a few more pounds. Do you want to lose a few more pounds? Then show up like you want to lose that weight. Get it done sooner rather than later. So if you got five pounds to lose, you'll lose five pounds. We're towards that. And then you, the rest of the program you can work on also, you know, continuing to level up your, 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 the mental part of it, which I love, you know what I mean? Find the program. And I feel like heck today, headaches, lethargic, water tastes awful. Weight is up this morning. Love it. Bring it on detox. Yeah. So it sounds like you're into losing, right? So I am doing the program again to lose the rest of my weight and bonus. I get to level up my health and wellness, my mental part of that. You know what I mean? No downside to that. No downside to that, but make sure if you're going for more, you go for more, right? Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Maybe we need to reload our why again. Yeah. Oh, that's such a, yes. Maybe that can be exactly it. Maybe it's harder for you this time because your, your why has changed. Do you know what I mean? Or, or you, even in maintenance, maybe, maybe, you know, so here's the thing. uh, I I talked about this last week with the weigh-in with the ladies. Um, I spent two years planning my wedding, two years planning my wedding and now it's done. And I'm just like, now what, do you know, like what, what am I doing now? 
like it was such a big part of my life, researching, you know, doing all this stuff, trying to figure it out and planning and stuff. Such a, and now it's now I don't have anything to do. And now I'm like, literally, what am I doing? And so a lot of you were like this with your weight loss journey. While where you were losing, you were on this mission, you were doing this thing. And now that you no longer have weight to lose and you're into maintenance, it's kind of like what's what's motivating you to show up and continue to prioritize yourself in your life and continue to be mindful and all those things. So chances are somewhere between losing and, 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 and finishing those four stages of finally and forever, your why is changing. Your why can absolutely change each time you go back to continue to lose, but also there's something to be said about your why when you're in maintenance as well, right? Like, why are you continuing to show up for you? Why you're still working towards, yes, you want to lose your weight finally and forever, but your motivation to continue to do that, chances are, is changing. Because again, it's your motivation is not going to keep you motivated. And <laughs> that's not it, because you're not always going to be motivated to do the things that you need to do. And you still have to put time into your maintenance journey, you know? So so what's my why? You know, what am I working towards now? What is like, you know, and I, I'm really in this place where, you know, and this is where with my business, you know, I'm motivated again to take things to the next level, get it out there to the world. So that's one thing business wise. But personally, I'm a little stuck on what my motivation for life is right now. Like it can't all just be work and wanting to change the diet industry. Like, what is it? You know, so mine is really right now digging into really being my best self. And I have a couple of kids that are still hanging around the house. And there's some things that I want to teach them and, you know, I want to spend time with them. And so then I'm really going into like this extra kind of mom mode and personal health and wellness mode. I got a poo sample thing I got to do over here for my, for my colonoscopy test. I got a mammogram. I got to do shit like that. I got to do. So I'm going to start you know, those are the things that I'm focusing on now. Right. So this is where th that never stops. That never stops, you know? So really taking a look at your why in, in all the different stages in your life, you know, why, what's your purpose in life? <laughs> you can't just be trying to lose weight your whole life, you know? Um, let me see if you guys got any other questions. Um, losing a breaking habit. Someone wanted to talk today. So Every Monday, I go, I go live in the maintenance group. And if you can't join me live, because I know a lot of people can't, because the timing that we're doing these lives, and um, there is a poster board that we put up in the morning. So I do actually go in and check that and the things that you want to talk about. So if there are things that you want me to talk about or questions that you have, add them to that poster board, because I actually um, are making a list here. So you don't have to join live to to have me talk about the things you want to talk about. Um, talking about uh, breaking habits. So again, I know I talked about this. You probably heard it a lot. and probably seems like we repeat a lot. Um, the same kind of themes come up. Atomic habits. This has uh, been a bit of a it's been a game changer for me. I'm even getting my kids to read it because it's it's just about bringing awareness to your habits. Habits are hard to break, and they really are, and that's where that saying comes from. Um, but you can break habits, or or you can recognize your habits, recognize that they're no longer working for you, help to create new habits. So this book is all about creating new habits and then reinforcing those habits. Um, you know, old habits are hard to break, man, especially because around food, it can it's so tied deeply into our lives. Lives, how we utilize food to show love, to um, to bond, to to cope, and to all those things. So a lot of our way we use food is tied into habits, habits of thinking, habits of feeling, the habits in terms of actual things that we're doing. You know, I you've heard me talking just this morning. I was talking about this um, in the weight loss group about your like residual cravings. For example, like mine, every time I think about Grey's Anatomy or see Grey's Anatomy and my kids right now are into watching old reruns of Grey's Anatomy, I think wine and chips. Because when I was a single mom, 
um, that was my Thursday night, nine o'clock was my me time. And that was like, don't talk to mommy. She's, this is her one hour. I just wanted one friggin' hour a week. That was about me. And, um, it was wine and chips. So I would sit down with a glass of red wine and I would have my sour cream and onion chips. So that to this day, and I haven't really watched any new episodes of Gay's Anatomy for the last couple of years. I haven't been into it and I haven't really had the time for it, but it's still so wired. It's such a big part of, you know, that, that association. And it was the wine and the chips to Gray's Anatomy. And so, you know, that, that, I mean, that's just a small little tiny example. And so how we've utilized food, how we think of food. I was talking about pizza night. So, you know, it's probably not the, it's, it's not like, it's not the wine and chips. Like you get that, right? It was never about the wine and chips. It, it was about me time. It was about that was like time for me where I didn't have to focus on anybody else. And so sometimes I would sit there with the wine and not even drink it. Do you know what I mean? Or most of the time I would eat the chips because I love, love chips. But, you know, it's the same thing with the pizza night on a Friday night. It's not about the pizza that probably makes you feel bloated and gross. It's about what it represents, the end of the week, being around family. Do you know what I mean? So our our habits are a lot of times tied into feelings, you know, and that's where it can be so hard to break. And so when we, we tend to pull back into old habits because they are what is familiar to us. So how you break old habits is by creating new ones that you reinforce by really being proud of the fact that you're making them, you know, really be proud of the fact that you've, you know, now you go for a walk after dinner instead of having dessert or go like, you know, it's not a great example because there's no reason why you can't have dessert every now and then, but you know, like whatever that new habit is, you really want to reinforce that behavior by being recognizing that you're making change, which is amazing. And being really proud of the changes that you're making. So that's one way to reinforce is by, by actually reinforcing it by being proud of it, recognizing that you're happy to continue this behavior. You're really proud of yourself for doing this and making that change. Because when we do that, we're more likely, cause there's a reward there. Do you know, a lot of our old habits are, are tied into perceived rewards, what we're going to get or the anticipation of. So not only creating a new habit, but being really proud of doing that. And you're like, feel like you're being rewarded or rewarding yourself each time you're doing that. And then you're more likely to repeat that behavior. So it's not just breaking old habits. It's, it's creating new ones that now reinforce your new lifestyle you know, like, like dwell on the fact that you do feel really amazing when you make this choice and that choice and prioritize yourself and dwell on the fact that when you don't make that choice, you feel like shit, you know, it's not recognized. It's not working for you. Every time I do this behavior, as familiar as it is, it makes me feel like crap. So a lot of times people will close their eyes and, and, you know, go into a, a an old habit and be like, Oh, I'm doing this. I'm, oh, I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not. But recognize I'm doing that and say to yourself, why am I doing this? This behavior no longer serves me anymore. Now you might do it a couple more times, but recognizing that it's no longer working for you and you get to choose something else or choose again, or do you know what I mean? And this is where you start to reinforce the new behavior with habits. So, so, um, they, J- J- James Clear, and you can pick this up of Amazon. Uh, this is a great book. I did read Atomic Habits on your recon- recommendation. Use it to implement new morning walking routine. Yeah. Right. So, so there'll be times maybe where you don't walk for a few weeks, but then you want to recognize how you feel when you are walking. Man, I feel amazing. Good for me. I'm awesome. I love this. What a great addition. This brings me joy. Like really dwell on that in your brain. So your hard wiring, 
this new positive association to this thing that you're doing. Whereas like, I like to lie in bed and I like to sleep in and I like to just lie there and think about this and I'm tired and whatever, but, but that never, that it always puts me behind in my day. It never feels good. I don't feel like I'm accomplishing anything. Like the, 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 the I'm not getting the payoff that I'm perceiving by lying there in bed. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like oh, I get to lie here and whatever. But also if I start going for a walk or doing the thing and I recognize how great I feel physically, mentally, do you know what I mean? Then I'm more likely to keep that going. Now I may still land my ass in bed, you know, every now and then and sleep in and, you know, you know, entertain that behavior, but it's going to be more often than not, I'm going to be doing the new thing that brings me it. Making changes in your life is hard, man. But we're meant to change. We're meant to change. It's just that it, it can be difficult to make these changes because we're, we're the only ones kind of motivating ourselves to change. And really, there's no one else who can hold us accountable. Like I can't get, Tony can drag my ass out of bed, but I have to be the one who wants to do it at the end of the day. You know, <laughs> you have to be the one who wants to make these changes. So you have to recognize the payoff and the benefit of making them. And you have to want to choose that more often than choosing your old habits that you recognize are no longer serving you. There's a couple things that I do um, when it comes to making decisions in my life is recognizing when something's no longer working for me. I usually keep complaining about it or I'm just like talking about it and I just recognize it's not serving me. So, you know, sometimes I, sometimes I need to be hit over the head with a hammer or two by four to kind of get the message and recognize, okay, I keep complaining about this thing. Obviously it's no longer working for me anymore. Do you know, like drinking a bottle of wine every night, it's just like, oh, I wake up every day, I'm dehydrated, I feel like shit. And then I have wine the next day and I'm just like, oh, you know, I complain about how I feel. Well, hello, stop fucking doing it already. Do you know? So today, you know, I woke up, got all my, you know, take my vitamins, minerals. I, I'm making a push to change and recognize behavior. So tonight I'm not going to open the wine. I'm going to drink the water. I'm going to drink the tea. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to recognize it may not be easy for me to cut that behavior, but it's not serving me anymore. I love my wine and I love my chips. And it's my, it's my thing. It's me time. See, it's a tie to my me time. And I'm just right now and there's a lot going on, but it's just, it's not making me feel good. Right. So this is where I'm going to change that behavior. So once you kind of recognize it, you know, then you got it, but you know, it takes work. And I think sometimes when we make change, we're thinking of like, oh, it's got to be wonderful. And we love it. You can hate it. You can hate it. So recognizing when something is no longer working for me, that's a big one. And then the other way I make decisions on things is like, how do I feel? How would I feel if I got up every morning and exercised? Well, I'd be tired now. I'd hate it. Yes. But getting past that first initial feeling, I feel amazing. It probably set my day out more positively. I feel better. Do you know what I mean? Like just like, just not just physically, but mentally. Right. And how would I feel if I, you know, drank a bottle of wine and woke up tired and hung over and got to sleep in, you know, or any decision in my life? How would I feel if I did this? How would I feel if I did that? Like that's, you know, really that, that same intuition and mind body connection that you built when you were trying to lose weight, you now use it on a whole other level in terms of recognizing what works for you, what doesn't, what you want to accomplish, you know, continuing to help you work through your goals. And a big part of that is busting through old habits. Busting through old habits. Um, personalizing the plan for life. Let's talk about that because I, I know some of you were talking about. So can I just personalize the plan? I feel really good when I'm personalizing the plan. So I personalize my plan every day. So there's personalizing the plan to lose, right? There's, there's that personalized, if you're, if you're, if you're repeating weight loss programs and you're personalizing the last couple of weeks of the program, try to get more in tune to your body's needs, maybe bridging the gap by personalizing the plan, then you're resetting the program. So you're using it there. Um, and then of course, there's personalizing the plan to continue to lose. Maybe you're someone who's like, you needed to lose your weight. You didn't want to do the program again. You want to personalize your plan to lose. So there's that. 
Like that's, you're on a mission. You're doing that. You're making choices that are maximizing your efforts to lose specifically. And then there's personalizing your plan to maintain, right? Like being in tune, checking in at every single meal and snack time, because you know, you're just a hot off losing. You want to be checking in with yourself. Your mind body connection isn't that strong. So it's not a matter of personalizing the plan for the rest of your life. It's to get to a place. And this is how you'll know you're at that final, finally and forever, go live your life. You don't have to ask those four questions anymore. You don't have to check in on yourself anymore. But with that said, recognize and know who you are. So for example, I'm the kind of person that can go all day long without eating because I'm in meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting. And then I'll just focus on something and I'll be like, yeah, Tony will be like, you want to come up and eat? Yeah, no, I will. As soon as I've done this meeting or as soon as I've done this, I'll come up and eat. Next thing you know, I don't come up and eat right? Like I know that's what I do because going long periods of time was part of something that I used to do. So I know that that's my behavior. So then I will make a conscious effort to check in on myself, you know, and, and, and for me, if I go long periods of time without eating, I'll get a headache or a migraine. And and then, then that means that I have to spend my time in bed rather than being productive. And that's not productive. So it's more productive in me to check in on myself throughout the day, make sure I am taking time to eat so that I don't end up with a migraine because I'm not eating. Right. So I know who I am and I know, I guess, my habits so that I know my habits. I'm working on that still, but it's still, I don't do it as often as I used to do, but I still do it every now and then. So that's where you know where you're ready to that move on stages. You don't have to ask the four questions when it comes to your portions right? You just know if it's too much, you know, when you're overeating, you know, when you're satisfied. And if you eat anymore, you're going to feel full, right? That, that you, you don't have to check in at your meal and snack time and wonder if you're hungry, should you eat? Could you eat? You'll know, you'll know when you're hungry. You don't have to ask yourself what you're hungry for. Cause you're no, I want a steak. I want a salad. I want some fruit. Like I do do this. Like if I'm hungry, I'll open up the fridge and I'll be like, but it's so fast. It's like, do I want fruit, veggies, cheese, protein? What, is, what do, what do I want? Like, I just kind of, it's so automatic. I go through. So it's kind of like there's, there is, and some of you are saying, well, it feels good when I'm personalizing the plan to live my everyday life. Maybe it's not personalizing the plan or being on a plan. Maybe it's you're mindful to maintain a certain lifestyle. So you're mindful to make choices that make you feel good. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so I choose to drink wine and therefore more often than not, I feel like shit the next day and I'm dehydrated. So I have to constantly stay on top of my water. I choose to have chips in bed. So I'll wake up and I'll feel kind of bloated and my weight will be up. I choose to, you know, make choices that don't make me feel good. Therefore, sometimes I don't feel great. I'm not that, that I, you know, I'm not worried about my weight. I'm just talking about how I feel. That with the program and constantly prioritizing yourself and being mindful of your choices, you can feel really good and it feels good to feel good. So it comes down to not maintaining your weight, not losing weight, not gaining weight, not maintaining your weight, but just in general, how you feel. And it feels good when you are managing your stress. It feels good when you're trying to get the best sleep. It feels good when you're trying to be as healthy as possible. It does get to a point where you have to separate, you know, you're, you're losing your weight, you're maintaining your weight. When you get to that finally and forever stage, it's making choices, continuing to make choices that make you feel good, which is, I think a lot of you are perceiving that when I personalize the plan, I feel so much better. What you're saying is when I would prioritize myself, 
and pay attention to making choices that make me feel good and make choices that make me feel good. I feel really good. And that's where you kind of have to maybe start to separate from your weight loss journey, your maintenance journey into a lifestyle, right? Like I always talk about how the program isn't a, like it's, it's, I'd rather people call the weight loss program a diet rather than a lifestyle. Even in maintenance, you're, it, this maintenance is not a lifestyle, right? Like you're, you're learning what maintenance looks like and feels like to you. You're continuing to learn the things you need to learn and work through the things you need to work through to get to that calm place. So then you can go create your lifestyle. What's your lifestyle? You know, what is your lifestyle? Is your lifestyle, you know, getting up every morning and, you know, going for a walk, you know, moving your body, working out, reading a book, you know, is it, what's your lifestyle? Is it meditating? What, what's your lifestyle? Do you, do you like to pay attention? Make sure you're hydrated and, and eat healthy foods. Do you, do your lifestyle is the life that you want to live and the style in which you're living that life. Like, Losing weight isn't the lifestyle. Maintaining your weight isn't the lifestyle. Moving on past those things is like, what kind of life do you want to create for yourself? What kind of style do you want to live in? Some people do go on to be more particular about the kinds of foods that they're eating and choosing on a daily basis. Some people like to have more of a balance and, you know, they like to have their pizza and their chips and live life too. Do you know, it just sort of depends. That's, that's think about the kind of life that you want to live. Do you know, like me, I'm trying to be one of that, one of those people who get up early. I used to get up early, I used to work in television, I used to uh, be on a morning show where I'd have to get up super early and be at work for five. I love that lifestyle. Now, I haven't done that in like 20 years. That ain't me anymore, but I think it's still me. I would love to be the kind of person who gets up at five in the morning and, you know, gets, does a little meditation, some movement, gets my coffee, reads the news, gets my kids off to school. Man, no, I'm barely getting my ass out of bed doing the things I need to do. So that's no longer working for me. That's not the lifestyle I want to live. I want a lifestyle that matches and, and, and has me doing the things that's going to match up to the way I want to live my life, the style that I want to live in my life. I, I want to run, uh, you know, a company that's going to rival Newman Weight Watchers. Well, I ain't going to be doing that, rolling my ass out of bed at five to nine every day. So what kind of lifestyle do I want to live in the style that I want to live? Like that's where maybe that we're trying to think that, right? Well, Gina, I think you just hit it. Shifting that mindset it is. It, what makes us feel great, our mindfulness, that's it. It's life. Yes, it doesn't have a name. Yes. It doesn't have a name like personalizing the plan. It's what our life will be tailored to us individually. Drop the mic, Valerie. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's the same thing of like, you've been losing weight for so long and you've been doing the kind of work to do this. It feels like what's next. The next is living your life. How do you want to live your life? What style do you want to live your life in? You know what? Do you know what I mean? Like you, some people go off and end up being like, taking their greens plus and they're, you know, doing all the healthy stuff and they, you know, they live this life and other people just more, more into like, again, want to have some wine, want to have some chips, want to have some pizza. Do you know what I mean? Some people just want to do the bare minimum. They've lost their weight. They've maintained it. They they just want to, they don't want to focus on that anymore. It's really up to you to design and decide, you know, at the end of the day, but you're right. It doesn't necessarily have, it doesn't have a name on it anymore. You are personalizing the plan in a sense, but you're not like, asking the four questions and checking in. It's become so second nature to you. You don't need to do that. So 
that's that's exactly it. I got to go. Love this conversation. Love this conversation. Um, remember, if you can't join us live, add your list of topics to that poster that we post in the group on Monday. I'm happy to make a list. That's what I did today. Again, happy birthday to Dorothy. I hope you have an amazing day today. Um, same with all of you. I hope you have the best day ever. Um, and I will see you guys Wednesday. We're going to be weighing in on Wednesday. I'm looking forward to that. Otherwise, have an amazing day and I'll see you then. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.